Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let me first note that the responsive reading is from Jeremiah 8, not 18. That was a typist mistake. I'm the typist. (laughs) Preparing for our worship today, there have been several other events and things that are going on on my mind. These include the fact that today is Martin Luther King Jr. Day and that tomorrow the first black president will be inaugurated or sworn in as president of these United States. Next Sunday at 3 p.m. in the chapel, our campus will host the fifth annual service celebrating black Lutheran history as is advertised on the back of today's worship folder. And today signals the beginning of a period of time here at Concordia when we remember that history, the displays in the narthex and the notices in the daily announcements that are to follow are designed to remind us of all of this and I encourage you to pay attention to them. But it was the preparation for next Sunday's service at which Dr. Fraser Odom, who is the interim executive director of the Board for Black Ministry Services and one of the senior black pastors in our synod, will preach that led me to this morning's theme. There is a bomb in Gilead. This will be Dr. Odom's theme as well, but it is not his sermon. I'm not Dr. Odom. He's lived the theme. I have not. The theme, of course, is based on a well-known African-American spiritual of the same title, and we'll sing that shortly. Studying its history, the appearance of the hymn in something of its current form really is uncertain. We're not exactly sure when it uh, developed. A version of the refrain for the hymn can be found in an 1854 hymnal, But what is certain is that it was shaped on the lips and in the hearts of black slaves here in these United States. You will note that it is a hymn of praise and of hope and of promise. It points us to Jesus. It's a cry for help, which is an interesting meaning. For the first mention of the balm of Gilead occurs in Genesis chapter 37, where we read, beginning with verse 25, Then they, the sons of Jacob, sat down to eat, and looking up, up, they saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead, with their camels bearing gum, balm, and myrrh on their way to carry it down to Egypt. Then Judah said to his brothers, What profit is it if we kill our brother and conceal his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites." And let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother, our own flesh. And his brothers listened to him. And they drew Joseph up and lifted him out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver. And they took Joseph to Egypt. Now it seems to me that it is a bit more than ironic that a caravan carrying medications of healing should become the instrument that takes Joseph into slavery. It seems almost certain that this irony contributed, at least to me, to the use of this image of a balm from Gilead in our hymn. Other references to the balm in Gilead occur in the book of the prophet Jeremiah. In our responsive reading, the prophet grieves over the punishment of his countrymen, saying, I mourn and dismay has taken hold of me. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? And then in Jeremiah chapter 22, we read, Thus says the Lord concerning the house of the king of Judah, You are like Gilead to me, like the summit of Lebanon. Yet surely I will make you a desert, an uninhabited city. 
Woe to him who builds his house by unrighteousness and his upper room by injustice, who makes his neighbor serve him for nothing and does not give him any wages. And again, the balm of Gilead and slavery are tied together in the scriptures. And finally, in chapter 46, Jeremiah says, Go up to Gilead and take balm, O virgin, daughter of Egypt. In vain you have used medications. There is no healing for you. Somewhere in the depths of their despair because of their situation, but buoyed by their faith, the slaves of the 18th and 19th century came to understand that the cries of the Old Testament prophets are answered by Jesus in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, the balm of Gilead not only cannot heal and does not heal, it leads to enslavement. But Jesus, by his suffering, death, and resurrection, heals everyone who comes to him. In the blood of Christ is the balm in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. His spirit is the physician who revives our soul and leads us into all the truth. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. knew and believed that truth and became the basis of his drive for the civil rights in the 1950s and 60s. Born Michael King Jr. in 1929, he was renamed Martin Luther King Jr. after his family traveled to Germany in 1934 and his pastor father came back and changed both his own name and his son's name in honor of the reformer Martin Luther. A Baptist minister and a pastor of Dexter Avenue Baptist Church in Montgomery, Alabama, Dr. King became a civil rights activist early in his career. He helped found the Southern Christian Leadership Conference in 1957, served as its first president. His efforts led to the 1963 March on Washington, where he delivered his I Have a Dream speech, which you will hear clips of throughout the day on the television, I'm sure. But it raised the consciousness of the civil rights movement, and he established him as a gifted orator. In 1964, King became the youngest person to receive the Nobel Peace Prize for his work to end racial segregation and discrimination by nonviolent protests and means. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated on April the 4th, 1968 in Memphis, Tennessee, and Martin Luther King Jr., the third day, the third Monday in January, was established as a national holiday in 1986. Dr. King knew that they're about the balm in Gilead. He knew that Jesus is our only hope. But he also knew that as Christians, people who have been bought with a price, we are called to glorify God in our bodies, as we heard in our epistle lesson yesterday on the second Sunday of Epiphany. And so in his I Have a Dream speech in 1963, Dr. King could say, I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character, and that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. And when this happens, he continued, when we allow freedom to ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and from every city, 
we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, we are free at last. But we aren't free. None of us are free. In the years following Dr. King's death, many felt that his work had succeeded. The civil rights battle had been won. We know that prejudice and distrust till it still exists. Indeed, in some ways, there, are, there is more separation than before simply because we don't pay attention to the needs of others, black or white, red or brown. People today are still looking for a balm in Gilead, not only in personal relationships, but in other ways as well. The financial markets, banks, and other institutions are looking for a, a balm in Gilead in the form of a bailout. Individuals are looking for a balm in Gilead in the form of tax relief, a stimulus check, a new relationship, a rescue, a new friend on Facebook, or a new thrill. Some are even looking for a balm in Gilead from the new administration in Washington. All who do these things, including ourselves, are looking in the wrong places. Apart from Jesus, there is no balm in Gilead. Apart from Jesus, we remain slaves to sin and death and the devil. Now more than ever, we need to share St. Paul's message to the Galatians with others. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, so you are no longer a slave, but an heir through God. There is a balm in Gilead. Believe it, share it, live it as you live in service to others. And as we do those things, the evils of racism and prejudice and suspicion of every kind, hatred of every kind, separation of every kind will begin to die and many more people will come to know Jesus. But don't ever feel discouraged, for Jesus is your friend. And if you lack for knowledge, he'll ne'er refuse to lend you strength and comfort in his presence. There is a balm in Gilead. Jesus heals the sin-sick soul. Amen.